Go back there. Second Samuel 6 is still heavy. Still loaded. You ever gone to a mango tree and got all the all all mango? You know, you got a bunch of mangoes and then you think you got all of them and you look, go back to the tree and you look like, oh, there's some old mangoes up there. That's a good day, ain't it? Will you find more mangoes? I found some more mangoes. Hallelujah. When they're that high, I went, I went and bought a, a one of them pole uh, them pickers. I, I want to get the high hanging. Amen. Holy Ghost is a pole picker. Second Samuel 6. I want to start at verse 5 and go through verse 12. Y'all have that? All right, I'm sure you do. Let's read it together. Ready, read. Then David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord and all kinds of instruments of fir wood on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. Now, sistrums is another name, old King James word, old word for a castanet. Y'all know what a castanet is? Okay. Verse 6. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, his error, and he died there by the ark of God. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. Everybody say outbreak. Outbreak, outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Now it was told King David, saying, the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with gladness. Verse, verse um, 10 says, so David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. Verse 11 says, the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Today I want to use this subject, if you allow, and we'll get into this as much as we can. Breakthrough or breakout is coming to your house. Breakout is coming to your house. I want you to find somebody who's looking like, like they're ready to receive and tell them breakout is coming to your house. Now find one other person, tell them, somebody else, tell them breakout is coming. I want you to find one more person. And tell them breakout is coming to your house. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's coming. I didn't say breakthrough. I said break out. Break out is coming to your house. Father, thank you today. You are the Lord of the breakthrough and the breakout. And that, God, we have been, in these days, inviting you to our houses. We invite you to this house to not just come, but to dwell, to live among us, to live with us, to be with us. 
thinking that you, the Lord of hosts, you are with us, according to Psalm 46 and verse 7 and verse 11, you are with us. So God, speak to us today, Lord, as our Lord of hosts, as our God of breakout, and God, do supernatural, wondrous things in our lives. Let revelation flow freely. Let it be, Lord, unhindered, unchecked by any outside force. We bind every demonic force, every, every seducing spirit, every doctrine of demons that wants to unteach what you're teaching, God. And we loose right now revelation knowledge. We loose right now understanding. We loose right now spiritual understanding, oh God. Open our eyes that we may see wondrous things from your word, we pray. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen and amen. You may take your seats. I want to let you know that breakout is coming to your house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, we're in this year of abundant manifestation. Hallelujah. And God is uh, already moving. You know, these testimonies are just, just getting wilder and wilder, aren't they? The things God is doing for those who are in the house and those who are connected to the house and those who are connected to you. Isn't that wonderful? That people connected to you will experience the phenomenal blessings and manifestation of God's visitation. And so uh, this is a great time and I'm excited about it. Today is day 28. Am I right about that? Day 28 of our 90-day uh, open window of blessings and prosperity. That means we've had, we have uh, 62 days left. And uh, Brother Chris said something the other night that was just phenomenal, the other night or the or Wednesday morning, whatever it was, that these 90 days are not uh, uh, open and closed time, but these 90 days is a time to build our hope. That's how he put it to build our hope so that the rest of our lives we continue this way. It's kind of like Deacon Gershaw was referring to and some of you uh, guys and gals from the military know that boot camp you go through. Normally boot camp is what, six weeks or how long? Eight, 12 weeks, that's 90 days. Well, 12 weeks is 90 days, right? That's three months. So they take you through 12 weeks. That's, so when you finish the 12 weeks of boot camp, you don't stop being in the military. You don't stop doing what you learned. It's meant for you to do this now the rest of your career and most of the transfers over into your life. Am I right about it? Any guy, who, guy who, I don't mean just say guys, but just allow me to say guys. Any guy who's been in the military, uh, he probably still folding his sheets the same way. Am I right about it? He probably still irons the same way. A guy who's been in the military, been in boot camp, you got to tell him to slow down and eat your food. Why? Because he's used to, you go into, into that latrine or into, 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 the, into the, uh, the, what you call it, mess hall. Mess hall. And then you, you got five minutes or however long, boom, boom. And, and sometimes it ain't five minutes. Sometimes it's when the first guy gets in, by the time he finished, everybody better be finished. Don't be short. That's just the way they, they train you for that so that you're always ready to move in the military. So these 90 days is, is a, a Holy Ghost faith boot camp. It's a manifestation boot camp. Y'all ain't saying enough to me. It's a prosperity boot camp 
so we learn how to operate the rest of our lives. You got it? Yeah, that's good. I'm in prosperity boot camp. Glory to God. Unplanned. Except by God. Amen? So we've been talking about this uh, uh, visitation, which comes, which brings manifestation, which brings revelation to the world, right? Now, it's important then to understand that what gets you this manifestation is just what we've been doing is this radical praise. Radical praise and radical obedience. I preached a message some time ago, radical obedience leads to prosperity. But we're adding in the fact that our radical praise is what brings that visitation from the Lord. We need that. So some of y'all, you know, you got to maybe wear a little more comfortable shoes. Amen. Go and buy clothes that really fit now. Don't buy, can't, don't be wearing them tight pants. You got to wear a little more loose-fitting clothes because you want to be able to move and dance. And this, we're not just doing this to spend enough, you know, we're going to make sure we spend enough hour or something like that, wasting time. This is not, not wasting time. This praise really is an investment. Praise is a weapon against the enemy. Amen? And so we're, that's why we're doing this. So we're inviting God to, to visit us. Let's look, go look back at Luke chapter 19, please, because there's something that I want to make sure does not happen. We've read this now a few times, but let's go to Luke 19 and verse 41 and verse 42. Luke 19, because you just talked about a day of visitation, a time of visitation. Is that right? And that's what we're in. 28 days into this time of visitation, and I don't want people just coming here, uh, passing through church, just putting in your time, and you just you miss what God's doing. It's your, it's your visit. Glory to God. He's visiting, he wants to visit you personally. He's visiting us corporately, but he wants to visit you personally. So Luke 19 and verse uh, 41 says, Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. Or as he drew near, he saw the church. Or as he drew near, he saw your house and he wept over it. Why would Jesus Christ be crying and weeping over a visit to your house? Look at verse 42. Saying, if you had known, even you especially in this day, your day. Tell your neighbor, it's your day. He said in this your day, the things that make for your peace. Say your peace. So in your day, there are things that make for your peace. There's a peace that belongs to you. He said, if you had known that, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. So in other words, because you refuse to look at, grab a hold of, comprehend, and accept this time of visitation, he says, then I just, I just hide it from you from now on. So you'll miss it. So 90 days will come and go, and you have to wait around for the next troubling of the water. Y'all remember that in John, the fifth chapter, that man was at that pool all those years, 38 years, the Bible said, and he came to Jesus, Jesus came to him and found him. Jesus visited him. Out of everybody else in the group, he's visiting him and says, hey, do you want to be healed? And he said, I don't have anybody when the water's troubled to put me in the water. He waiting every year for the water to be troubled every year. I don't want you waiting until next year for the water to be troubled. Because the Holy Ghost is visiting us right now. We just sing a song, the Holy Ghost is here right now. Yes. Glory to God. He's here, he's moving. And so God doesn't want you to miss your day. I'm not going to miss my day. Somebody say, I'm not going to miss my day. 
I'm not going to miss my peace. That's my peace. That's my peace. So God has set up my day for me to step over into my peace. I want you to change media, please, from uh, the New King James in verse 42 there to verse uh, to Amplified, please. Amplified Classic. Amplified Classic. Exclaiming, would that you had known personally, even at least in this your day, the things that make for peace. Now, I want you to watch this here. Because Amplified spells out, just from the Greek, what the Greek, what Jesus was saying in the Greek, what it spells out to be. He says the things that make, in your day, the things that make, are y'all watching me? The things that make for, for peace. Now watch what he says. Here's that peace. For freedom from all the distresses that are experienced as the result of sin. Oh, y'all ain't saying much to me. I want you, I came to give you freedom from all the distresses that are experienced from the result of sin. Before Adam sinned, there was no distress in the earth. Before Adam sinned, there was no poverty in the earth. Before Adam sinned, there was no sickness in the earth. Before Adam sinned, there was no disease in the earth. Before Adam sinned, there would have been no car accidents in the earth. Before Adam sinned, there were no divorces in the earth. Before Adam sinned, there was no drama in the earth. Before Adam sinned, there was no depression in the earth. All those things are the result of sin. So it doesn't matter um, how cute you were when you were born. You were born into sin. sin. And as a result, have had to experience the results of sin, of sin which is called distresses. Are y'all with me? Yes, I better hurry up. I got a long ways to go. Distresses. Everybody say distresses. distresses. He says so. I, want, I wish would that you have known the things that make for peace, for freedom from all the distresses that are experienced as a result of sin and upon which your peace. Now, let's define that peace here from the Greek. He says your security, safety, prosperity, and happiness depends. So peace is security, safety, prosperity, and happiness. And he said, my visit, this is what my visit has come to bring you. Security, secure from all alarm, from all harm. Secure from all danger. You shall not be visited with actual evil. Security, financial security, marital security, physical security, safety. We dwell in safe dwelling places. Live in safe neighborhoods. Peaceful habitations. Safety. Then he said prosperity. Shh. I just figured somebody would shout, but y'all got quiet. Prosperity. When he's, whenever God talks peace, he's including prosperity. Don't let some old idiot in some other church tell you that that ain't part of God's plan. 
your prosperity is as much as God as part of God's plan as you getting saved, as you getting healed. And happiness. Because here's the truth. When you're secure and you're safe and you prosper, don't try to fool me this morning. Don't try to fool me this morning and tell me you happy and you don't have no prosperity and you don't have no safety and you don't have no security. You ain't, you ain't happy as you're supposed to be. You, you pretend to be happy. <laughs> I tell you what, you'll be happier. Money don't make you happy. Shut up. Get your righteous self. Money don't make you happy. Money they can't buy happiness. No, but they can rent it. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I mean, we stop playing. We're being so spiritually deep. People, that, that's, that's a poor person's uh, mantra. Money can't buy happiness. That's the blanket to stay stupid. As soon as they food stamps run out, they upset. Soon as, soon, soon, soon as this year's tax refund run out, they're back to being upset and being regular again. I didn't mean for you to be living on no tax refund and no, no food stamps. No, I ain't, I ain't, if, if that's what you are right now, praise God. He'd start there, but God God, will God, God turn you from that. Come on now. Won't he raise you up now? He'll take the poor out of the dung heap. I mean, you could be on food stamps, AF, what's that called? What's that food? AFDC and and EBT and, and Section 8 and all, you can be on SNAP and TANF and every, you can be on everything and God will raise you up and make you sit among princes. Paul said, Paul said, I wasn't about preaching, making many poor people rich. That's what he said. He said, I make many poor people rich. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm making many poor people rich. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you that in a little bit. Y'all keep going with me now. So, so God's trying to make you happier than you've ever been in your life. <laughs> didn't, remember, didn't, remember didn't, uh, last year, I think, yeah, no, yeah, last year, the Lord had, had us preach on the pursuit of happiness. We went for a little while on that, didn't we? God wants you happy. God wants you happy. You know, you know why? Because when you're happy, you smile. And when you smile, now your Christian t-shirt means something. Now, you, now you're not just wearing a Christian t-shirt and got a cross on your necklace and a cross on your, on, you know, blazing, blazing on your arm and you're looking like the most pitiful creature on, on, the, whole, on the whole job. Come on now, God's had enough of that. No more pitiful faces with us, amen? So he wants us to be happy. Happier than we've ever been. I will be happier than I've ever been. I dare you to say it. I will be happier than I've ever been. This year. See, the, the devil, here, here's one thing. Can I just pause here for a minute? Because what the devil will do, you know, we can't be ignorant of his devices because if we, if we are, he'll take advantage of us. 
What the devil do, he'll, when you get saved and start serving God, he'll try to take your mind back to a time when you were really happy. Come on now. He'll take you back to a time when you were in that relationship with that guy and you, in your mind, you were, I was really happy then. Now, he won't, he won't remind you of the time y'all was fighting and arguing, cussing and fussing. He reminds you of the time you went to Red Lobsters. We, we used to go to, <laughs> we used to go to Red Lobsters to get them cheddar biscuits and cheddar biscuits. Child. Popcorn, shrimp, shrimp, scampi. Shrimp your way. We, we used to go to the state fair and getting blown corn dogs and we used to get turkey. We used to have, we had fun. I was really happy. Or when you out there and you, you it seemed, seemed like money really wasn't even an issue back then. But you get saved now and now like money seems to be an issue to you. Like, and, and the devil will make you think you were happier then than you are now. And the truth is you may have been happier then than you are now because you have not yet learned how to navigate this peace that we're supposed to enjoy now. But if you will, uh, as, as the Lord spoke to Angie today, just step back and let God do this. And let him do it. He's going to make you happier than you've ever been. You're going to forget all about that old no good man that was in your life. That no, he was no good. You know he was no good. You know he was no good. I mean, when you really shake it all down, he really wasn't no good. He was, living, he was staying on with you and your housing. Eating off your food stamps. Driving your car while you was at work working doubles. And if he had your car, he was borrowing, borrowing your little girl bicycle riding around town on your little girl bicycle. And how they doing that crazy? These big old thugs riding on little girl bikes around town. You can't even get your own bike, bro. Sorry, man, but that's my man. That's my man. You got a boy. Send that boy back home to his mama. I said, send that boy back home to his mama. Let her finish raising him. Okay, let's get back on back on something here. Well, what was we talking about? Happiness, happiness. God wants to make you happier than you've ever been in your whole life. And he's doing it right now. I said he's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Hallelujah. Now, I showed you then, uh, if we're going to, if we're going to, uh, Pastor Kim gave a word from the Lord last Sunday. Uh, I believe it was last Sunday about, about, um, uh, stop working your plan. Just give God this 90 days to show you. Then the word of the Lord came to the angel today about just let, stepping, stepping back, just letting God do this. So what's, what's our job? We saw this in Joel. Go to Joel 2 and verse 21. This, I'm just still reviewing real quick. Joel 2, 21 in the KJV, please. Joel 2, 21. I'm going I'm to I'm speed this up because I got, I got to get somewhere today. Joel 2. Hallelujah. Here's our job. It's the three verbs that apply to us. Fear not, be glad, rejoice. That's your job. Fear not, be glad, and rejoice. Now remember it said, fear not, this is, this is your assurance of faith. Faith is an assurance. If you get uh, Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the Amplify, it says, now faith is the assurance. Yes. 
The confirmation of title deed of things hold for the things are not yet seen. Faith is the assurance. So faith is assurance. So, so when you fear not, fearing is the opposite of faith. Fear, fearing says I'm not in faith. Fear makes you rush into things. Fear makes you, makes you act hasty. But faith says, no, I'm going to wait on God because God already got it. It's already done. So I got to get in faith. I got to demonstrate the assurance of my expectation. Everybody say the assurance of expectation. Then he said, uh, be glad. Be glad. That's an action of faith. Y'all remember I gave you that word, uh, gil? G-I, I think it's G-I-Y-L. Y'all remember that? Uh, gil, which means to rejoice, to exalt, to be glad. Notice what it says. It's a primitive root. Properly means to spin around under the influence of any violent emotion. Happiness can be a violent emotion. You can get so happy you can tear. You ever seen people start shouting in church, dancing in church? We call it shouting, but it's really dancing. Shouting is this. Ah! Dancing is this. Okay, so when they, you ever do this, they, they, they just rearrange the whole, the whole furniture. You ever seen people, they get so, so violent, they start tearing the wall up. Bam, just bam, just bam. Violent emotion. The kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it. Y'all missing that. The violent take it. Now I know y'all we're going to say by force, but I just want you to see it's the violent that take it. People, people you know, we, we can't have a non-violent movement in the kingdom. Non-violent, that, that was for Dr. King and civil rights, and I understand, I agree with that, but when it comes to the kingdom, we can't be non-violent. Oh, Lord, y'all ain't saying much to me. I know this Black History Month and we're supposed to be, you know, talking about that. But I'm talking about we got to get violent. We, we might almost have to have the Malcolm X mentality, the Marcus Garvey mentality, the, the Black Panther mentality when it comes to the kingdom. Y'all ain't saying this on this side. We might have to kind of change and get that kind of non-violence. That's, that's nice. But <laughs> non-violent protest. You can't non-violently protest the devil. <laughs> we got to get violent against that joker. The violent take it by force. So we're talking about here a violent emotion to dance, to leap for joy. So when you see us around here, we dancing all the time and leaping for joy. Don't think we're weird. We're wired. We're, we got praise in our hearts. There's something that we expect. So our gladness is our action of expectation. So fear not, be glad, and rejoice. So rejoicing then is our, our uh, uh, what, what, what we call it? I got it. Our attitude. I got it. Our attitude of expectation. <laughs> y'all didn't remember it. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. It's our attitude of expectation. It's talking about us. It means to be joyful. It means... To be married means to have a cheerful countenance. A cheerful countenance. Your countenance is your, your disposition, your face, how you appear. So we know you're expecting from God when it shows on your face. When you're sad and you're moping and you're down and you're, oh, it shows you've lost your expectation. You got to get back on your expectation. When I was a kid and my parents would tell us, we're going to Lowry Park. 
that and move it. We're going to Bush Gardens. We're going to Adventure Island. We're going to Walt Disney World. Man, my face would change to a face of expectation to the point I couldn't sleep the night before. Anticipation now. Something's about to happen. A Chuck E. Cheese, you Oh, no, I got one. Showtime. Y'all, some of y'all remember Showtime? Before Chuck E. Cheese was cool. Showtime. We had Showtime. Showbiz. That's what it's called. Yeah, showbiz. Yeah, Showbiz. It was, it, was the, it was before Chuck E. Cheese. Glory to God. All right. So, again, God is, I want to show you God is doing this. And that our job is simply to fear not, be glad, and rejoice. Because breakout is coming to your house. Breakout is coming to your house. Yeah, you make that personal. It's coming to my house. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming to my house. There have been some barriers and some things that's been trying to hold you down and hold you back. There's some things that belong to your peace that have not been in your house. But he said, when I visit, it's about to be a time of breakout for you into your peace. Not only you, but your whole, your entire household is going to experience this breakout. All right, now, let's go back to 2 Samuel chapter 6, please. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Because if you remember last Sunday, and we got back into this a little bit on Wednesday night, I showed you, we began to evaluate the stark contrast between um, the time the Ark of the Lord visited two different guys' homes. Okay? You remember this guy, uh, Abinadab. You don't target, you remember his name. Abinadab. Everybody say Abinadab. Abinadab. You'll find this story in, back in 1 Samuel 7. First Samuel, in fact, let's just read it first because it's not long. First Samuel chapter 7, verse 1 and 2, you find a guy named Abinadab. Abinadab, his name means son of nobility. He was a, he was a uh, you know, high-class guy who had a house on the hill. Look at verse, verse 1. Then the men of kerjath Jerem came and took the ark of the Lord and brought it into the house of Abinadab on the hill and consecrated Eleazar, his son, to keep the ark of the Lord. Verse 2, so it was that the ark remained in kerjath Jerem a long time. Long time. It was there 20 years. And all the house of Israel lamented before the Lord. So I want you to see here, here, here's that ark. This is the ark of the Lord of hosts. It's the same ark. The same ark that was with Joshua and those guys when they went in there into Jericho. This is the same ark. Same ark when they crossed over, over the uh, Jordan River. The same ark, okay? And it says here, it was there in that house 20 years. But notice the people lamented. Lament means to weep, to cry, to mourn, to be sad, to be sorrowful. Y'all with me? So here is their attitude. Here is their uh, uh, assurance. Here is their action of, of no expectation. They're lamenting before, before the Lord, crying. They're, they're, if we were to read later and see in, in, in First Chronicles, we'll see where they, they were really feeling like the Lord had abandoned them. 
And so they're not expecting him to do anything. They're, they're crying. And so what happens? 20 years, this ark is in this man's house. 20 years in this town and no manifestation, no prosperity, no breakout, no shakeup, no peace, no security, no safety, no prosperity, no happiness. They're lamenting. No happiness. They're lamenting. No happiness. They're lamenting. 20 years the ark is there. How long has, been, has God been trying to visit you? How long are you going to keep crying and lamenting? How long are you going to stay depressed? Give me Isaiah 60 and verse 1 in Amplified. Isaiah 60 verse 1 Amplified. Glory to God. Arise. Get up. <laughs> From the depression and prostration in which... Circumstances have kept you rise to a new life. So in other words, you can't, you can't leave depression until you change from your prostrated place, from your, your morning. You can't lament and rise up. You don't rise up by lamenting. You rise up by praising. Oh, God. I'm going to show you, boy, because you, if, if you can get a breakout praise, you're going to get a breakout in your house. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord, help us get there today. Glory to God. So here, go back to 1 Samuel 7, verse 1 and 2. So they lamented, verse 2, they lamented before the Lord. 20 years, and there's, there's no motion, no action, nothing happened. No change in their lives. All right, now, let's go back to 2 Samuel then, 2 Samuel chapter 6. Because we're not, we're not going to be a, a Benadabs in 2019. That ain't my name, Pastor Roshan. I'm not a Benadab. Call me Obed-Edom. The Gittite. The treader of grapes. Were y'all here Wednesday night? Did y'all get Wednesday night? The treader of grapes. Grapes is a sign of prosperity. It was no coincidence that, that God had David put this Ark of the, of the Covenant, the Ark of the Lord, in the house of Obed-Edom, the grape treader, because grapes is a biblical sign of prosperity. So, Look at 2 Samuel 6 and verse, let's start at verse 1. Again, David gathered all the choice men of Israel, 30,000, 30,000. And David arose <laughs> and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, whose name is called by the name. The name. The Lord of hosts. Now, this is. Uh, God of angel armies, but I've taught you just by walking through the scriptures that whenever you see the Lord of hosts, we're talking about the Lord of financial transactions. He's the Lord of the breakthrough and the breakout. I'm going to show you all this here. Glory to God. Who dwells between the cherubim. Now, verse 3. So they set the ark. They set. They set. The ark of God. That's important. When I say something like that a couple times, remember it. Just put it in your mind. They set. The ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Benadab, which is on the hill. So the house is on the hill. They've set the ark on this cart. All right. Going to be carried, pulled by oxen. It said, and Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Benadab, the same guy, drove the new cart. 
And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, hill, accompanying the ark of God, and Ahio went before the ark. So I want you to picture this scenario. So they they placed, they set the ark, which means they have to physically lift it, they have to touch it. They have to touch it. They physically placed it because the ox ox couldn't do this. Angels didn't do this. The Bible said they set. They touched it. So nobody died. Not yet. They set the ark. Y'all gonna get this by Tuesday. They set the ark on this cart, and the and the cart is at Abinadab's house on the hill. So now these oxen have this cart with this ark, which is not heavy. It's not really big. The ark, the ark, ark really is not not the ark like the Noah's ark. This is a box. These ox. Oxen are beasts of burden. They're designed to carry hundreds and hundreds of pounds. And this is not one ox. This is oxen. It's a yoke of oxen. They can carry thousands of pounds between them. On a hill. That means they got to go down. They never stumble. The oxen are carrying the ark. Verse 5. Verse 5. Huh. Can y'all read this with me? Then. Everybody say then. So up until this point, the ark is just is, is regular. The ox can handle this thing. This is regular. They can touch it. But then. David. And all the house of Israel, y'all say it with me, David, David. and all the house of Israel, Pastor John, and all of us. That means don't leave yourself out of this praise and worship. Don't leave it for the praise team and pastor and -and so-and-so to be doing this. No, everybody needs to get in on this praise and worship. Because this is how breakthrough breakouts going to come to your house. So David and all the house of Israel played music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments, of fir wood, on harps, on stringed instruments, on tambourines, on sistrums, and on cymbals. Sistrums is castanets. Remember that? Click, 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 click. All right? All right. <laughs> then. You could put but then. Everything's going fine. Till then. Because once they hit this then stage, this praise stage, radical praise prepares a habitation for the presence of the Lord. He visits. And all of a sudden, now this ark gets filled. Instead of just having symbols of God, S-Y-M-B-O-L-S Symbols of God It actually has the essence of God God himself His old God His glory His glory His kabod K-A-B-O-W-D His kabod Feels This box Y'all missing this The glory of God Just like in Moses' day when they had the tabernacle and they praised God with all their might, the glory of God filled the tabernacle. Just like in Solomon's day later on, when when Solomon those days, when they praised God, the glory of God filled the tabernacle and they couldn't minister. 
whenever you praise God with all your might, just like on the day of Pentecost, when they praise God, just like when Paul and Silas were in the jail, when they praise God, the glory of God comes, and no matter what, whatever it comes to can handle the weight of the glory. When, when you see that word glory in Hebrew, it's, it's K, actually K-A-W-B-O-D-B-O-W-D, kabod. It means uh, riches, it means wealth, it means substance, it means heavy weight. I want to see who listened to me today. So they praised God. They played music before the Lord. They're praising God. And I guarantee it's violent. Violent emotion. Because they didn't, you don't have no cute praise like we do in 2019. We got cute praise. You know, that's, no, they, they were bodily praising God. Now watch what happens deep. Verse 6. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. Now hold on. Took hold of it. So what? That's how they got the ark up there. He, they took hold of it. Remember verse 3, they set the ark? What was the big deal? Taking hold of the ark. This is how they, they got the ark up there. Why did, they, why did he do that? For the oxen stumble. Why would these oxen stumble? I'm going to sit down if y'all don't say nothing now. These oxen who are designed by God. They are beasts of burden, meant to carry thousands of pounds. They're carrying this, this, this ark, no problem. Carrying it downhill, no problem. But once they got to this place where praise ushered in the presence and the glory of God, now that ark is not an empty box. Now that ark is filled with the weight of God's glory. And that weight of God's glory is too heavy for any, any beast to carry. It wouldn't matter if they had had 30 yoke of oxen. Those beasts could not handle the weight of God's glory. Now explain to me then how when you get over in Joshua, when they're going to cross uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Jericho, or crossing the Jericho, across the Jordan River, how the Bible says that the priests would take the ark and they would carry it on their shoulders. Men aren't as strong as oxen, but men are designed by God to be able to carry the weight of God's glory. You and I are meant to share in God's glory. You and I are meant to partake of God's glory so we can handle it. Y'all better say that. I can handle it. I can handle this glory. I'm designed to carry this glory. My born again, renewed self, I can carry it even more than those guys that carry it. If you recall, when you go back 
in First Chronicles, you see where David went back. In fact, if you were to read, keep, keep reading from, from 2 Samuel 6, where to keep reading the next chapter, you'll see where David went back to get it. And this time he said, oh, let's do it right. This time we can't let oxen carry it. We got to let the priest carry it. And, we, and this time they praise every six steps. just carried it. Because you and I, y'all sit down, y'all blocking everybody's view. You and I were designed to handle the glory of God. Say, I'm designed to handle the glory of God. But these oxen stumbled these oxen stumbled under the same glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Y'all just pray in tongues for a minute. The devil is a liar. He's upset. We take authority over every demonic attack in this house. Devil, get out of here. Get out of here, devil. Get out of here. Get out of here. We know you can't handle this weight. You can't handle this glory. There's too much glory for you. Get out of here, devil. Leave that body alone. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Foul spirit, get out of here. In the name of Jesus. 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 The devil is a liar. Angie, no, 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 no. Uh, I got too many already. Got too many already. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Now God's got it. Let's keep going. I said let's keep going. Because the devil's the only one mad. Because he knows you about to be the happiest you've ever been in your whole life.
Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. And it says, for the oxen stumbled. I just explained to you why the oxen stumbled. Now, here's Uzzah. He puts his hand to touch this ark. Now, watch verse 7. Verse 7. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error. His error. How is this an error for touching the ark? He's trying to stabilize it. He's trying to, to help out. They touch it in verse 3. But now in verse 7 or verse 6, the presence of God is there. And if you remember how God had always told the people, you could not touch things when God's presence was there. There was a time God had told Moses, Moses, come on up on this mountain so I can talk to you. And when the mountain, when he went on the mountain and God's visited him on the mountain, the, the, the mountain was almost like beginning to shake and get on fire. It, 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 God's presence was there. And the people were first, they were going to go and, and, and get it. And God said, hey, Moses, tell them don't touch this mountain. He said, in all your excitement, don't touch this mountain. If you touch this mountain, you're going to die. Now Moses is on it. Oh, Holy Ghost, thank you. Moses is on that mountain, but he was invited. Ladies, you've got to catch this. Gentlemen, you've got to catch this. God is inviting us to touch him now. Inviting us to visit him. Inviting us to fellowship with him. He's inviting us. And we're inviting him to be with us. So here is his, his era. If you read that in the, uh, your little notes section, you have a good Bible, that word era, it'll say irreverence. In other words, he didn't revere and respect. Now, it's, the, it's to him, as far as he knows, it's just a box. But this box is filled with the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. I'm going to keep preaching. Y'all can handle it. There's, there's prayer warriors around there. They got medical team. See, this is what the devil tried to do to him yesterday. See, I can, I, can, I can really call it what it is. I'm going to let the medical personnel do their thing, but they can't fix that. When Jesus dealt with that, that man and that little boy... In Matthew 17 and Mark 9, the Bible said the devil seized that little boy. The devil made that happen. You can't medicate a devil. 
in the name of Jesus. Devil, I command you, go now and leave that child's body alone from this day forward. And what happened? What happened when Jesus did that? He sees more. Y'all didn't catch what I said. What happened when Jesus cast that devil out? The, the boy seized even more. The seizure became more violent. Why? Because he didn't want to come out. I just preached on during the faith meeting understanding spiritual realities and if you don't understand spiritual realities you'll keep dealing with spiritual things from natural weapons and natural tools but we're not going to be like that we're not, we're not being uh, non-compassionate Jesus had compassion and he cast out devils. So understand. That young lady is good. She's good. The devil is doing what he does. Because he knows he has to come out. We've already spoken, he got to come out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Sit down. Let's get it. Let's, let's, we're going to get through this here. So in verse 7, Uzzah, Uzzah died for touching this ark. The same ark he had carried, lifted up, and put on a cart. Because now it's filled with the glory of God. And he died there before the ark. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now look at verse 8. Verse 8. And David became angry because of the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah, which means outbreak against Uzzah which means outbreak against Uzzah. <laughs> so Uzzah experienced an outbreak. But this same ark, keep going, verse 9, David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? Verse 10, so David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David, but David took it, it, the same ark, that is filled with the glory and presence of God. He took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. Now look at verse 11. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Y'all remember this? Now verse 12 it said, it was told King David, the Lord has blessed our horse of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. Now, they know Obed-Edom. They, they know his story. They know this guy. 
but something's different about his life over the last three months. And they, 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 they point to the arrival of this ark. So here's what I want you to see. That whereas Uzzah experienced an outbreak, Obed-Edom experienced a breakout. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. Y'all didn't catch that. When the Philistines had the ark, remember they stole the ark? Back in 1 Samuel 6. When the Philistines had the ark, they had an outbreak. Boils, tumors, sores, hemorrhoids, rats. They had an outbreak, a rat outbreak, tumor outbreak, hemorrhoid outbreak, boils outbreak. But this ark that's now filled with the glory of God, when it got to the house of a great treader, y'all not missing, y'all missing this. I told you the other night that grape treaders in that day, they didn't have these nice cute machines. They had to get in there on the grapes and dance on the grapes. And to keep boredom from setting in, they had to put it to music. And they dance and they praise and they worship as they're treading grapes. So when, the, when this same ark that, that caused Uzzah to lose his life and have an outbreak, when it showed up at Obed-Edom's house, a praiser's house, he didn't have an outbreak. He had... Break out! And I'm telling you that if you become a radical praiser, if you become a great treader, then you will never again have an outbreak in your life. You will begin from this day forth to experience a supernatural breakout in every area of your life. Give God a shout about that. <laughs> there's a breakout coming to your house. I said there's a breakout coming to your house. I don't just feel it, I know it. There's a breakout coming to your house. Something's already cranking, something's already starting, something's already beginning to lift. Something's already beginning to move. Something's already beginning to shift. Something's already beginning to break. There's a breakout coming to your house. God said so. There's a breakout coming to your house because I'm coming where I have been invited. I'm coming where I'm made welcome. I'm coming where I'm being worshipped. I'm coming where I'm being praised. I'm not going to show up where people are crying, but I'm going to show up where you're in faith, you're expecting, you're praising me every day. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. And when I come, no more outbreaks. It's going to be a breakout for you and your family and your generation and the next generation and the next getting ready for breakout <laughs> 90 days is what he went through it was in his house verse 11 for three months 90 days that rocked his world 90 days that changed his life 90 days that broke him out of poverty and lack and debt and sickness and disease and drama 
all the foolishness, 90 days that broke him out of all that stuff, break out here in his house. And the Lord blessed. What does it look like when the Lord bless you? No, what does it look like when the Lord bless you and you break out? Give me, give me, just sit down, sit down. I'm going to get all my time back from the devil. Give me Genesis 26, verse 12. Genesis 26, verse 12. What is it like when the Lord bless you? Then Isaac sold in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and. Now you know what it looks like when you reap a hundredfold. But what it look like when the Lord goes beyond paying your bills and not giving you a tip? And the Lord blessed him. What it look like when he blessed you? Look at verse 13. The man began, this is because the blessing, began to prosper. This is a breakout right here. And continue prospering until very prosperous. When you hit your breakout, Deke, it's going to become unstoppable irreversible blessing in your life it's going to turn around and the devil and his mama can't stop what God begins to do in your life when you welcome the Holy Ghost, the Lord of hosts into your house, you're going to experience this unstoppable blessing pastor what it look like you begin to prosper you continue prospering until you become very prosperous. You want to know what else it looks like? Because I, I don't know if you can handle this next part. You like, this, you like verse 13, but verse 14 you probably won't like. Watch verse 14. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So all his cousins and all his friends and all his co-workers and all his neighbors and all his haters envied him. I don't know if I can handle all that. Well, guess what, darling? The blessing comes with persecution. If you can't handle persecution, don't be looking for no blessing. But if you made up in your mind, let them persecute me. Let them talk about me. Let them dog me out. Let them put me out. Let me ostracize. Let them ostracize me. Let, 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 let them do it. I'm going to receive that blessing. Sit back down. Uh, so, so the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. All his household. That's what I like. This ain't just for you, Laquanda. It's the whole household, Jeff. It's the whole household. It's the baby. It's the grandbaby. It's the it's the, it, them them biggins and them biggins too. You know them biggins you got? The grown ones that's in the house and the grown ones that's left the house, they still in your household, they all get blessed. All the biggins get blessed. The little ones and all the biggins get blessed. The little ones and all the biggins get blessed. The little ones and all the biggins get blessed. Delphine, you know what the devil acting up? Because you've been getting this word. Believe in God to break out of your whole, your whole household. Your whole household. Then your son bring his family. They, been, they, they started getting this thing about God blessing the whole household. You see what the devil, you see what the devil trying to attack you because you believe in God to, to bless your whole household? 
going to show up, but he can't do nothing. He can't win. We have the victory. I said we have the victory. I said it. We have the victory. In the name of Jesus, we have the victory. Dumb devil. 90 days. Go back to, to uh, 2 Samuel 6, verse 11. Three months. 90 days of blessing. 90 days of miracles. 90 days of manifestation. 90 days of prosperity. Watch this, watch this. 90 days of suddenlies. I'm going to come over here. 90 days of suddenlies. Suddenly, Pastor, what's a suddenly? Suddenly is you've been praying for 16 years for something. And all of a sudden, you've been wanting a boat all this time. And all of a sudden, you walk in and here's a title to a new boat. Here, you have this is your boat. That's a suddenly season, brother. Somebody shout it suddenly season. What happened to Obed Edom's house? He went through three months of suddenlies. All of a sudden, the girl's pregnant. All of a sudden, all the animals produce it. All of a sudden, crops come up. All of a sudden, the grapes are just growing off the vine. All, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden. Are y'all ready for some suddenly things to happen in your life? You sowed a seed five years ago for something, been believing up for five years, and suddenly. You've been wanting to get a raise promotion for five years. All of a sudden, a, a sudden, somebody, somebody gonna have a, a, a suddenly, suddenly uh, marriage. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I'm, 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 I'm talking about, I'm talking about. You know, you, I, I've been wanting to get married, but I couldn't. I couldn't find her, or he didn't find me, but God said, all of a sudden, you're going to open the door and, hey, 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 girl, what your name is? My name, Ruth. What's your name? Boaz. Suddenly, in the right field, in the right place, at the right time, You ought to hop off three people and tell them suddenly, 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 suddenly. It's my suddenly season. It's my suddenly time. It's my suddenly hour. Nine days of suddenly. I got 62 more days of suddenness. And then from then on out, it's going to be blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. Now, y'all got to understand what I'm saying to you. Because Obed Edom, he didn't go looking for this. It showed up at his house. He was saying, Oh, I sure wish the ark of the Lord would visit my house. I sure wish I could have a, a 90 day blessing window. It just showed up at his house. Suddenly, bam, whoop, there it is. Some of y'all, some of y'all, you're going to be like that, boy. I, I'm telling you, one day I'm going to walk out of my driveway and I'm going to say, baby, whoop, 
There it is. I dare you to holler out, whoop, there it is. This is that which was spoken by the Lord unto me. He performed his good word in my life and he did it suddenly. 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 Ideas you've been working on, things you've been praying and praying about. Suddenly, 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 suddenly. Suddenly, you don't you don't even plan on a suddenly. You plan on waiting. You're patiently enduring. You're adding uh, patience to your faith. But all of a sudden, matter of fact, I've, I've heard some of faith teachers say, the longer you're willing to wait, the, the short it's going to be. I've heard some of faith teachers say that. The longer you're willing to wait, the short it's going to be. If you're willing to walk with patience, God's going to show up suddenly in your life. Y'all gonna be coming to church. Pastor, pastor, pastor. Ooh, there it is. You know that thing I was believing for? You know that, that thing I sold for? That thing I, I vowed for 10 years ago? Whoop, there it is. Whoop, there he is. Whoop, there she is. Whoop, I got it. Sit down. I gotta, I gotta show you a few more things here. It's almost 1 o'clock. Y'all all right? Y'all okay? I got a little more time. Breakout is coming to your house. Boy, I'm happy. I'm happy, boy. I'm I'm just about drunk. I'm 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 I'm, I'm just a little tipsy right now. Just. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 My, my, my. Now I want to show you that this breakout came to Obed-Edom's house because the Lord of hosts showed up and that the Lord is the master of breakthroughs. This is what he does. I want you to look back. Now we're in 2 Samuel 6. I want you to go to 2 Samuel 5. Some of you in your Bibles on the, it's just on the other, other page. Don't be turning all over the place. That's the page before. And verse 10. David. Oh, God. Are you there? So David went on and became great. Somebody shout, I'm going on. And I'm becoming great. And the Lord God of hosts was with him. What? The Lord God of hosts. It's the same one we've been talking about. Was with him. That's how you become great. Because the Lord of hosts is with you. Now watch. Verse 17. Everybody say 17. 17. It says, now when the Philistines heard 
that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. But the Philistines are the enemy. And they're planning on attacking David when they heard that he got promoted. Y'all got to catch this. Anytime you come under serious attack, it's because either you've just been promoted or you're just about to be promoted. I'll let y'all soak that in here. I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all deal with that. I'll let, I'll let y'all deal with that. Anytime you come under serious attack from the enemy, I'm talking about attack. I don't, I'm not talking about our foolishness. I'm talking about attack from the enemy. It's an indication or it's because either we've just been promoted or we're just about to be. The thing about, about promotion is sometimes you, you've been promoted and don't even know it. I said sometimes you've been promoted and don't even know it. Y'all not catch on. Some of you, you've been promoted and you don't even know it. God has elevated you and you don't even realize it yet. Sometimes God has to do things to let you know you've been promoted. Can I prove that? Um, go, go to verse, verse 11. Go, to, go back to verse 11. Then Hiram, the king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and cedar trees and carpenters and masons, and they built David a house. Now they sent it to David. David is the king. They sent him and they built him a house. Now watch verse 12. So David knew. In other words, David, he didn't even realize he had been promoted until God did send somebody to build him a house. Oh, y'all, somebody should have jumped on that right there. Somebody should have grabbed hold of that right there. That it wasn't until God sent somebody to bless him that he realized, oh, shucks, I've been promoted. Y'all fooling me, man. Y'all fooling me. Y'all fooling me. May the Lord send somebody your way. Build you a house. Buy you a car. Build you a business. Bless you a real good so you know that you've been promoted. That you know that you are a king and a priest. So you know you've been blessed in the eyes of God. God sent Hiram a heathen. Hiram a heathen. To build a king. One of God's men a house. So God has sent a heathen. Don't, don't be trying to, trying to make God do it in the church. I hope somebody at church buy me a refrigerator. I hope somebody at church. No, no. God has sent a heathen. Somebody who, who, who don't serve your God, don't believe in your God, don't want to worship your God, don't, talk, don't go to church on now Sunday, but, but they're they going to buy you a boat. They're going to buy you a car. They gonna, they gonna, come on, they're going to build you a house. Well, I don't believe that. You ain't got to believe it, but it's in the word. And if I find it in the word, the moment I find it in the word, it's mine. The moment I see it in the word, it's mine. God wouldn't bless David and not bless me. Because he wants me to know I'm a king. Say it, he wants me to know I'm a king. Say it again, God wants me to know I'm a king. He wants me to know that his hand is on my life.
Verse 17. You may, you may return to your seats. Now when the Philistines heard. See, David knows it now. Now the Philistines heard it. Oh, Lord, now that boy know he came. Here they come with their attack. Notice what it says, and David heard of it. David heard about the attack, and look where he went, to the club. Where did he go? To the stronghold. Why? He knows something. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say, the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. I mean, David's going into that strong. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. You got to know where to go when the attacks come. Now watch verse 18. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Verse 19. So David inquired of the Lord. He's going to submit to God's wisdom. Shall I go up against the, against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? Notice this question. Shall I go up? Will you deliver? Y'all got to catch it. Shall I go up? Will you deliver? Tell your neighbor, you got to go up. But he, but he will deliver. You just got to go, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to do the fighting for you. And the Lord said to David, go up. Or you go up. For I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David went to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, and he said, and he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Oh. The Lord has broken through my enemies for me. May the next 62 days be filled with God breaking through your enemies for you like a breaking of water. May every enemy that has set himself up against you in your life physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, may that enemy be run into the ground by Almighty God and may you experience a breakthrough like the breakthrough of water. May the dams break in your life and release everything God has that belongs to your peace. Receive that right now. All right. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. That word Baal Perazim means master of breakthroughs. He called him or that place master of breakthroughs. So God is the master. <laughs> Master chef, I heard somebody say that. Master breakthrough. Hallelujah. God's going to demolish every demonic dam in your life. That's what's that a breakthrough, the breakthrough of water. The picture you read in the translation is like, it's like a, when, the, when a dam begins to break. You know, a dam holds something back. But all it takes is just a little bit of, just a little bit of pressure. Enough pressure on one spot. And you'll get this little, just a little... Something to pop off right there, a little pop off, and, and th that pressure starts to dr now drive from all the millions of gallons of water. All the millions of gallons of water begin to go to that one spot. 
and begin to put pressure on that one spot and that one spot begins to get bigger and bigger and bigger until the whole dam bursts forth and God's going to begin to put all the pressure on that one spot in your life. The, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro through the earth looking to show himself strong on those whose heart is loyal to him and when God finds you loyal to him, he's going to put pressure right there on those dams that have been holding back your power, your riches, your wisdom, your strength, your honor, your glory, and your blessing according to Revelation 5.12. Everything is going to begin to flow in your life in abundance. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Oh, the dam is about to break in your life. That dam that's been holding back, all the overflow is about to break in your life. You've been trying and sweating and sweating and trying. Trying and crying and crying and sweating. But the dam is about to break in your life. You're about to be happier than you've ever been. You're about to be healthier than you've ever been. You're about to be more anointed than you've ever been. You're about to be richer than you've ever been. Ooh-wee. Can I go one last place? All right, I'm going to give you a minute to find this. Micah. I'm going to give you a little minute to find it. Micah, M-I-C-A-H, Micah. It's one of those minor prophets I received. Micah. You found it? Right after Jonah? Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, right before Nahum? And Habakkuk and Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, all those right before that. Okay. All right. Micah 2. Boy, I don't preach myself happy. I preach myself happy. Because I'm in expectation. I ain't just preaching just for you, I'm preaching for me too. Y'all hear what I said? I'm preaching for me too. I want God to do stuff in my life too. I'm glad for what he's doing in your life. I get no greater joy than knowing my children are walking in the truth, but I'm, I'm looking for God to bless my household too. Michael 2 and uh, verse 12. It says, I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. Uh-huh. Verse 13. The one who breaks open will come up before them. Y'all better catch this here. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will... Are you ready for this, Christopher? Yes, sir. You will yes, sir. break out. Because the one who breaks open 
is coming up before you. Oh, this is going to help somebody here. They will break out, but not just break out. It says, pass through the gate and go out by it. So there are gates that have been holding you back from your freedom and your liberty. But God is saying, I'm busting the gates open. And my people go by that. You know, in prison, in prison, in prison, all, all the prisoners, not all of them, but a lot of prisoners uh, kind of talk about breaking out. Maybe I don't know anything about that. If you've ever watched westerns or watched old movies, you ever watch old movies, or you, maybe you know somebody been in prison, or you've been in prison, you know, you know, you kind of, a lot of, lot of prisoners dream about breaking out. They, they think about, they have, they have ideas, man. They just sit there and think about it. Man, I think, I think we can break out. We're going to break out. What I'm telling you is, you ain't going to have to break out because the breaker is going to break you out. You're just going to be able to walk out on your breakout. When they open them gates, boy, you can walk out of that thing, boy, and know you're free. Boy, that's some kind of day right there. That's some kind of shout of praise you're going to give right there. Tell your neighbor, you're about to break out. You're about to break out. Now, we're going to have to get, get on this breakout here. That's what Paul and Silas did. They were locked up. But they had a breakout. What did they do? They prayed and praised the Lord. It says they will go out by it. Their king, Jesus, will pass before them with the Lord at their head. So they're following the Lord out. All right. Give me the same verse, please, in the Amplified, verse 13. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much ready to close, but I want you to see this. It says, no, notice what, watch, are y'all seeing this? The breaker. I'll give you 15 seconds to catch that. The breaker. Wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, Prince of Peace, the breaker. I want you to add that to your list of names. Praise worship team, when y'all call our own names, he's any faithful, any good, call him the breaker. Tell your neighbor the breaker's coming to your house. And when the breaker shows up at your house, he gonna break you out of everything that's been holding you back. The breaker's coming. The habit breaker is showing up in your house. The addiction breaker is coming to your house. The lack breaker, the debt breaker, the disease breaker is from the house. The breaker. The Messiah will go up before them. They will break through, pass in through the gate, and go out through it. And their king will pass on before them the Lord at their head. Everybody say the breaker. The breakers. The breakers coming before us. Give me that same verse, please, in the... Uh, I hope we have this, the NET, the New English Translation, I think that's what it's called. I want you to see this here. The NET. I, I believe we have that one somewhere. Hopefully we do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The breaker's coming. The breaker's about to take. We don't have that NET? It's not showing? What verse does it show? Give me whatever... 
No. We got a, we got a bootleg version then because <laughs> online everywhere they shows verse 13. Go to, go to verse 11. Go to verse 11. If a lying windbag should come, all right, hit down. See what it, see what it, will it show verse 12 of you? No, it stopped. Wow, that's a bootleg version. Get rid of that version. All right, who has, who has that on their little phone? Okay. The NET? Yes, sir. This is NET? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Listen to this. Same verse, verse 13 from the NET. The one who can break through barriers will lead them out. The one who can break through barriers. Isn't it interesting that people normally get stopped at barriers? They have certain barriers that are put because of race and because of gender and because of, you know, where you came from and all these different things. The devil wants to put these barriers that have been put even in our own minds for stuff. But the Bible says here, the one who can break through barriers. There's no barrier that can stop God. Will lead them out. They will break out. Pass through the gate and leave. And leave. L-E-A-V-E. Leave. You ready to leave? You ready to leave poverty and lack? You ready to leave sickness and disease? You ready to leave all that drama? I'm ready to leave. I'm about to go. I'm about to G-O go. Lord, it's saying they will leave. Because, you know, you can be broken out and not leave. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm telling you, God's already broken you out. Problem is, you just ain't left yet. Tell your neighbor, go ahead and leave. Tell them it's not leave. Leave that drama. Leave that foolishness. Leave that poverty. Leave that lack. Leave that disease. Leave that depression. Leave it. You ain't enjoying that. Leave it. He says, they will leave. Their king will advance before them. The Lord himself will lead them. Thank you. The Lord himself will lead them. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Can I read another one? Give me the, or do we have the New Living Translation? That same verse? 13. All right. Now I want you to see something here. Now this this going to take a little turn, but y'all just stick with me. Don't be mad. I didn't write it. This is what it says here. Your leader will break out. And lead you out of exile. That's the way it works. Because a leader can't leave from behind. A leader can't leave from being, leave being bound. So your leader will break out and lead you out. But Cheryl, we were laughing about what you were saying last Wednesday night. I testified about how we were all boggled down in debt and the devil's trying to shame us. He tried to shame us so bad. One of our debts, the people called Gershman Bashera's house for us. How y'all call somebody else's house about our debt? Why? He's trying to shame us. And she hollered out, and we didn't leave you. You better be glad because I'm going to lead y'all right about all that debt, out of all that life, out of all that bondage into your... Back to your own land. And then it says, and your king, now this is still Jesus, will lead you, the Lord himself will guide you. All right, one last place. One, one last, the voice translation. The voice, same verse, same verse. 
This is it, Christopher. This is what you said. Their leader breaks out first. That's why in 2017, the Lord had delivered my wife and I completely out of debt. To the point we don't owe any man anything on this planet. To the point now we are living in abundance. We have more money than we have months. To the point we are all positive net worth. Out of sickness, out of that medical system. Out of the natural, into the spiritual. And so the leader breaks out first. Then all break through the gate and escape. Are y'all ready to escape? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Hey, we gonna escape? You better stick. Sit down. I gotta tell y'all a story. I gotta tell y'all a story. I gotta tell y'all a story. I gotta tell you a story. It's funny to me. Some of y'all remember Brother Tony. One time I went to go visit Brother Tony. When we finally found out where he was, he was stuck somewhere in this, this nursing home in Tampa. And I finally found out where he was. So I went by one day. I'm going to visit and spend some time with him. And uh, he's like on a walker. And, uh, you know, he's bent over this time. So the whole time he, I'm talking to him, he's looking at the front door. Like, we're trying to talk. He's studying the front door, studying the front door. And he's watching how people going out that door. He's watching what buttons they push to get out of that. There's a nursing home. He's watching. He's like studying. So one day, I'm sitting there at the same time, sitting there, and we're talking. And we get up now. We're just kind of walking around. We, and we, he kind of moses on. We're now near the front door. And I'm like, praise the Lord. We're just talking. All of a sudden, somebody comes in through the door, and the door is open. He said, Pastor, go, 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 go. I'm like, what? No, no. Get, get back in there, man. We can't get out of this place. You're going to get me arrested. He about to get me hemmed up because he's trying to escape. And I didn't move. He's like, come on, come on. I'm like, no, I ain't going nowhere, bro. You're not about to get me hemmed up. What's your escape plan? When you're going to escape, you got to stay close. So when your leader breaks out first, then all break through the gate and escape. We're all going to escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. So the Bible says we've escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. We've, we've escaped all the distress that's in the world because of sin. So we've escaped from all the poverty and the lack and the sin and the debt and the bondage and the depression and the guilt and the shame and all that stuff. We've escaped it. The kids stick close because watch, their king, their king, this is Jesus, will show the way and the eternal one, Father God, will lead them. He's leading us out. He's leading us out. We're going to break out. We're breaking out right now. It's already, matter of fact, it's already happening. It's already happening. Ah, well, in music or in, in, uh, in, in movies, in movies, in, in the acting world is what I'm trying to say. 
Everybody looks to have their breakout role. Or their breakout movie. Isn't that right? There's, there's, one, there's one movie that you finally make that puts you on the A-list. In sports, athletes, Elder Baker, you're always looking to have at least one, a breakout game. That's that game where you might have been getting, you know, five points and two assists and one rebound, but all of a sudden you have one game, you get 35 points and 12 assists and, and 10 rebounds. All of a sudden that's your, they call it your breakout game. Or a team might have its breakout season. Are y'all ready? Because we're in our breakout season. In other words, there's one season that marks your career for the rest of your life. This three months will mark you for the rest of your life. This year will mark you. This is your breakout year for the rest of your life. In music, they have something called a breakout hit. You sing a song. Make a song. This one, you, you know, it might, you might have had 10, 12 songs, might have had two albums already. But this one that you make, all of a sudden, you, it's, it's called a breakout. Hit the charts up real high. Now, everybody knows you're touring, you're, you're in concert everywhere, everybody buying your stuff. Now you start crossing over. Now you're not, not just a singer. Now you're modeling, and now you're on the cover of magazines, and now you, now you got your own perfume, and now you got your own uh, 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 makeup line, and all your own clothes, and all that kind of stuff. Why? Because you've broken out. Now you're not just in that one arena because you broke out. Now everybody wants to be a piece of you. So we got to have our breakout music. Psalm 98, verse 4. Let's read this. Psalm 98, verse 4. Oh, y'all will see it. It says, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice. Give me that same thing in the, in the New Living Translation, please. New Living. Uh, same verse, verse 4. New Living Translation. Boy, watch this. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Break out. Breakout praise. There is a breakout praise. We've been praising God all these years, but this year we've hit a breakout praise. That's what happened to the children of Israel when they were marching around Jericho, seven them seven days. They all saw was a breakout praise. Do y'all have this in the, uh, the Passion Translation? I think I, I hopefully I sent that to you to get that. Oh, man, I hope, I hope y'all have this. Psalm 98, verse 4. I, boy, I hope you have it. If not, somebody find it on your little doodad because y'all got to see what this says here. Glory to God. Y'all can stand up because I'll, I'll keep preaching. Psalm 98, 4, the passion. They got it. So go ahead, everyone. Shout out your praise with joy. Break out of the box. That little box praise you had, that little can praise, a little my usual little sidestep. He said, No, go ahead and break out of that box and let loose. This is why we keep pushing for that. Get out of your, you stuck in your little chair. You ain't got but two foot between chairs. You trying to get your, it ain't no, we can't get no breakout praise, no. 
You tearing your knees all up. He said, break out of the box. Tell your neighbor, break out of the box. And let loose. Break out of the box. How, how am I going to break out, Pastor? You got to break out with your praise. You get a breakthrough praise going, and you're going to break out all your circumstances. That's what happened to David and those guys when they broke out with the praise. This why this thing hit Obed Edom's house, and then it hit the whole kingdom. Let loose with the most joyous sound of praise. Isaiah 54, Isaiah 54, 1 through 3, the Living Bible. Isaiah 54, 1, Living Bible. Watch this. Watch this. Tell your neighbor, it's all about to turn around for you. Tell them you're about to get big. Tell somebody else you're about to get big. All right, now find one more good person. Tell them you're about to get big. You're about to blow up. You're about to blow up. You're about to move from small time to the big time. You're about to move from from you about to move from from a little league. You're about to move to the big leagues, ladies and gentlemen. Sing, oh talus woman. Sing, oh moneyless man. Sing, oh helpless person. Sing, oh husbandless woman. Sing, oh wifeless man. Whatever you are less of, whatever is missing in your life, here's how you're going to fix it. Sing. And don't just sing. Break out. Oh, break out. Y'all don't know nothing about, y'all don't know nothing about, y'all don't know nothing about that. Oh, break out. Break out into loud and joyful song at Seed Grace Christian Center. For she who was abandoned has more blessings now than she whose husband stayed. What? When the husband left, they figured you weren't going to have nothing. You're going to be broke and poor the rest of your life. When your job left you, they figured you were going to be down in the dumps the rest of your life. When everything fell apart, they figured you would never have another chance at anything. But no! God going to give you more blessings Somebody shout, more blessings are coming to me. More blessings are on the way. I receive. More blessings are on the way. Oh, break out. Verse 2. Verse 2. Now this is what you got to do. I told you about to get big, right? So here, this, this is you preparing. Enlarge. Your house. Because what you have now can't take. What? Oh, Jesus. Hold up. Be shut up. 
what you have, what you're dealing with right now can't handle what God is about to unload in your life. Where you have been has been good for a season, but now you're coming into a new season in your life. So you got to make room, make room for daddy, make room for God, make room for the Lord of hosts, make room for God to make you big. Enlarge your house. Build on additions. Spread out your home. Here's why. Tell your neighbor, here's why. For you will soon. You will soon be bursting at the seams. Watch, bless you and your household. That's the Obed-Edom blessing. Bless you and your household. So and your descendants. So my children and my children's children and my children's children's children and my children's 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 children and my children's 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 children will possess the cities left behind during the exile and rule the nations that took their lands. So, you know, we had some land took from us. There have been some things stolen from us. Some of y'all waiting, still waiting on 40 acres and a mule. I don't want, I'll take the 40 acres, but I don't want no mule. I want to, I think I'm going to take a Cadillac, Escalade, ESV, Premium. And a Gulfstream G550 jet and a Mercedes S550. Now you can name, you can name whatever your mule is. I don't know. I'm just telling you whatever. And land. Well, who do you think he is? I'm a breakout praiser. I'm a breakout praiser. I sing joyfully. I shout joyfully. I fear not. I rejoice and I'm glad. I fear not. I'll be glad. I rejoice. And so I'm gonna break out. Get out your seat if you have to. Move around if you have to. Get going. Just a good two minutes. 
how it works. If you want to have something you ain't never had, then you got to do something you ain't never done. That's why I said break out and let loose. If you're going to keep being cute, you're going to keep getting little cute little stuff. But if you're ready to be big, matter of fact, this, this is the way we said, Elder Baker, go big or go home. Tired of being small. So God's ready to break you out. You can handle the glory. You can handle the glory. You can handle the weight. That word kabod is heavy weight. And you look at it, it's riches and wealth and substance of God that he loads on your life. That's why you're going to break out. You can't have God visit and live with you in your house and it don't rock your world. The whole world's going to know. He's been to my house. I remember them. We used to run, we used to run and eat and hang out with them, but now they, they, they're too big for us. That's what happened in, 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 in Isaac. When he broke out, the people said, you've gotten too big for us. you got to leave from here. Because he broke out. And they couldn't handle. They thought they had him pegged. But when God blesses you, they can't control you. And they said, get out of here. But it was a few months later, they had to go back and say, wait, 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 come back, come back, come back, come back. We need you. So don't worry about folk putting you out and putting you away and not want to be around you. It'll just be a few days, few weeks, few months. They'll be, wait, 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 wait. Come back. Everybody got your hands lifted up? I declare for the next 62 days and for the rest of your lives beyond that, that the master of breakthrough, the breaker himself, will visit you and destroy and demolish every demonic dam every demonic barrier that has been holding back all that belongs to your peace and may the Lord himself the master of breakthrough fill you to overflowing with power and riches and wisdom and honor and strength and glory and blessings may you live in abundance and overflow all the days of your life if you believe that receive it give God a big shout of praise <laughs>
to your house. A breakout is coming to your house. Tell your neighbor, a breakout is coming to your house. Oh, a breakout is coming to your house. Oh, a breakout is coming to your house. A breakout is coming to your house. It's on the way. A breakout is on the way. It's on the way.
destroy every yoke remove every burden he is the breaker hallelujah 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 come on in Lord Jesus to my house <laughs> when the breaker shows up and you break out now you're free to do whatever he tells you to do now you're free to do whatever God wants you to do no restrictions no limitations now whatever he says for you to do you can just do it and he'll begin to use you in extraordinary ways He'll, he'll use you to help somebody else with their breakout. Spirit, soul, body, financially, physically. Yeah, use me, Lord. I get to work with the breaker. I get to work with the breaker. Father, thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the breaker. He broke through the enemy for us. You did it, Father. Hallelujah. Baal Perazim, Lord. You're the master of the breakthrough. Ha, 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 ha. Thank you, Lord, for the tremendous things that you are doing and will continue to do in our lives. Lord, continue to bless us. Continue to move in our lives and have your way. And Father, I thank you that God, nobody leaves this place today, Lord, without knowing you as their Savior, as their Lord, that everyone, Lord, knows that you are not only the Savior and Lord and our Redeemer, but you're also the breaker. That we can trust you to break us out of every situation, every circumstance, every problem that's been holding us back and holding back the things that belong to us. God, now we thank you that we shall walk in liberty, walk in freedom, walk in victory, on the days of our lives. Thank you, Father, you continue to bless us indeed. We'll give you praise and glory and all the honor for it, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God.